We knocked. We can see in the room. We can't see him. So we went in. He's in the bathroom. He's dead. He dead. Did he die on the shitter? He dead on the shitter. Oh. So Kevin goes, he puts his hands in his pocket to make sure he doesn't touch anything in the room. Oh, okay. But, but he's going to go check. Like he put his hands in the dead guy's pocket. No. Like, the fuck? I found a wallet. <laughs> Nothing in it. That intro is brought to you by Blake Shelton. The more I drink. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, listen to the pre-show. Because Blake is a personal friend of mine, and he wrote this song for us. No, he's not. Well, he wrote the song about me. The more I drink. Honest. Yes. Oh, cough button. I don't have that, and my board's too far away. <laughs> hey, it is season three, episode one of season three, which happens to be episode... 55. Welcome to episode 55. I was told there would be no math. I'm Mike Marazzo. That's Brandon Silvera. What if I'm on the other side? You're not, because I checked the last time I did this, and that worked out perfectly. (laughs) So somehow the gods lined us up perfectly even. So you said this is the Tim Lincecum episode for you. Yes, that's the first 55 that popped into my head. Now... I've or the had, Sean Estes episode. All right, I've got better 55s. I don't know. Sean Estes hit a Grand Slam in the Craig and Grand Slam inning and won somebody $10,000. Well, that's pretty cool for that person who won $10,000. I, I have no reason to know that other <laughs> than I was, listening to, I was listening to the game. I remember when it happened because I was a fucking kid and going, holy shit, someone just won 10 Gs. All because a pitcher hit a Grand Slam in the fifth inning. That's it's pretty, amazing. That's pretty cool. Who was the sponsor the that odd? was swearing? Cragen. When it happened? It was the Cragen Grand Slam inning. God damn it. A pitcher. Son of a bitch. A pitcher just cost us $10,000. I also like the fact that Sean Estes, anytime Vince Scully said his name, it's Sean Estes. Estes. Estes Testes. And I always thought that was hilarious because I was a A kid. Yeah. And you're still a kid, so it's still fun. And it still makes me laugh. My episode uh, number 55 dedication. Because this is this episode might be called Mike's a dick, because I'm in the detective division. You're a dick now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you were a dick before, but now you have the official title. Exactly. Yeah. Which I'll get into at the end of the show. Um, my 55 would be Doug Buffon for one, uh, was a Bears middle linebacker for 15 seasons, and then uh, and I got to work with him at Sports Channel. Just a great human being, great guy, and then um, Otis Wilson. Who, after him, who was a member of the 85 World's Greatest Defensive Team, and Lance Briggs, three middle linebackers for the or three That's right, Lance Briggs. Bears. Elk Grove High School. Elk Grove. I saw him play uh, high school football where he played against um, former Bears wide receiver Bernard Berrien. Oh, old Bernard in, Berrien. In section championship game. No kidding. That was, must have been a game. It was. Elk Grove won. We have an Elk Grove village out here in Illinois. Yeah, ours is just outside of Sacramento. Okay. Two really good football teams. What's going on with Sacramento lately? Because I, I've seen stuff in the news, but since it's, it's the West Coast, I don't give a shit. So I just, like, scroll past Sacramento. But no, uh, 
not like bad crime stuff, but like weather. Yeah, so right now we're in the middle of uh, it's basically rained every day this year. Okay. And it's not it's not like the little fucking drippy drop rain. It's like these are pretty big storms. Uh, I think 12 people have already died statewide. Wow. Including okay. some little kids from like oh, trees falling into houses. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. So like right now, the joke was this morning was, yeah, we're still on for today as long as the power doesn't go out. <laughs> right. I texted so, you. We're still doing this? And you're like, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I so don't lose power. My barometer for storms is always North Dakota because that was Midwest and Midwest gets actual weather. Right. Like severe weather. And uh, when Annie was moving up there, our final home stretch to the state, we had to drive by lightning because the rain was so heavy. Wow. <laughs> and that's basically what I've been driving in all week heading home. Like I've never used the wipers ludicrous, the ludicrous speed on the wipers oh, okay. <laughs> until like this week. I've never used it that much. You've gone plaid. Holy shit. Like this is still not <laughs> doing anything. <laughs> Wow, so it, that's a Spaceballs been, reference for people that don't Yes, know. if you don't get that, then this is not the show for you. <laughs> if, if you can't laugh at a Spaceballs reference. Right. I don't I don't want to associate with I'm you. surrounded as by a bunch of assholes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes, it's been dumping rain. Towns are flooding. I think a bunch of schools in Santa Cruz canceled school for today. Wow. So it's been... It's been a little hairy, and it's supposed to rain for like the next 10 days straight. We've got sun today for the first time in like 10 days. Nice. So yeah. the, the the Niners' first uh, first round game against the Seahawks will probably be a wet one, oh. which I am so fucking Hold pissed. Hold on. I've got to bring up my schedule. I'm so pissed off. Saturday, 1.30 Eastern. Guess what time that I leave my house to go to work? 1.30 Eastern? 1.30 my time. 1.30. So I like at kickoff, I'm going to be hitting the road to go to work unless I'm sick. The Cowboys play I, at night. Yeah, they're the Monday night game, I think. The 16th? Um, yeah. The 15th. Oh, 116. Yeah, yeah, that's the Monday. They're the Monday game. <clears throat> Fuck Tom Brady. Yeah. Until he screws over my team. <laughs> I, like, this is I, not I, the same Cowboys team that they beat in week one, by the way. Although if if Dex throws also one more pick Bucks six, team. I'm going to shoot myself. <laughs> but then yeah. you have to beat Philly. We've already we, we just pounded them. Yeah, when, albeit Jalen Hurts wasn't with them, but whatever. Yeah, to say it's you, okay. You beat them with what Gardner Minshew. That's all right. They I'm, had really nothing to play for. I'm looking at your schedule. You'll go on to pound the Vikings or the Giants. That won't even be a match matchup. The in all honesty, the Seahawks, I hate the fact that the Niners are a nine and a half point fake for it. In fact, I might go put some money on Seattle to cover. Is that game in Seattle? No, it's in San Francisco. Oh, okay. Or they, not San Francisco. It's in Santa Clara. They have the... Um... I might actually sneak up because uh, I work in a town that is near Santa Clara. <laughs> yeah, you do. And I might just uh, mosey on over. <laughs> Oh boy, Brandon! What the hell are you doing at it? Don't worry about it. It's okay, boss. Everything is fine. I can. I have a pass. I'm just going to write on a three by five card. I can do what I want. Right, because I'm the police. <laughs> so, but won't you guys just sit in your squad room and watch the game? We won't. Okay, so <laughs> big city policing versus small city policing. Because I've done both. Yeah. Small city policing. Yes, we would be sitting at the station watching the game. 
100%. Big city policing. You can't sit at the station and watch the freaking game because if you're running lights and sirens to a call from the station to where I work, it's right. still probably like five to ten minutes. Yeah, wherever your beat is. You need a little bit of a better response time. But I can tell you that I will be sitting in a parking lot with my phone about this far from my face. Right. Or bring a tablet. I might bring my iPad. Yeah. But that will, uh, I will definitely be listening to it and alternating between the TV, audio, and uh, the 49er radio broadcast because Greg Papa is fantastic. Well, I'm, I plan on watching the Bear. Oh, wait. Bears oh, <laughs> that's right. The Bears. Who are they going to take with the first pick? They're going to trade that pick. They'll trade it. Is there it. any good linemen coming out? Because they need linemen. They need, I'll tell you what they need. They need offensive linemen. They need defensive yeah. linemen. They need wide receivers. They need they a could line, probably use a linebacker too. They need linebackers. <laughs> the safe the back the back four are great. They don't need any back, you know, defensive, defensive backs. secondary solid. Fantastic. <laughs> the running backs, good. Good running backs. Um, wide receiver, please help. And offensive linemen, please help. So I, I turned the game on yesterday. I was down here in the shop for the first time. I was telling you in the pre-show that uh, since I switched over to the detective division, I thought I'd have more time in the shop. That's not the case. Uh, the first three <laughs> weekends, you know, the first weekend off of being into Dick's was Christmas weekend. So no shop time. And then Nothing to do. follow that up with the next weekend off, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, you know, no shop time. No. So this weekend, I actually came down here. Today's Monday, the 9th. I came down here yesterday. Had the Bears game on TV, and I'm making some more, um, you know, the sports sign I made you for the 49ers? Yes. I'm making a few more for gifts. I, I can't, yes. some of my friends don't watch the show, they listen, but um, this is the start of one. That's going to be Very that, cool. that one. Georgia Bulldogs, like it. Georgia Bulldogs, and then. I actually think, I like TCU in that in that game. That's tonight, right? Um, yeah. Maybe. Holy shit. I, I got this going. Okay. Um, now, I'm a little King frustrated City, like with it. this because, so when you when I cut these out, now this is the backing for Kansas City, right? And then the yeah. letters lay over it, like your 49er stuff. Yeah. I cut out the letters on the smaller MDF, and it's supposed to be smaller. It's the same fucking size. <laughs> like, what the fuck? So now huh. I got to recut that out today. Um, and then I got just a part of this one. This is the top. I got to cut the bottom out tonight, but, um, very cool. Yeah, I got a buddy who's a Viking fan. That's in all honesty. It's one of my favorite logos. I love it too. Um, so like for the KC one, I love the white 49er one I did for you. I like the white, right? Yeah. I know they don't wear a white helmet, but it looks sharp, but they have a great white uniform that they wore in the mid nineties that they wear as a throwback uniform yeah, it's all the great. time. So one of the cleanest uniforms in the league. I like that, but I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to do the purple background for the Vikings. I got purple LED lights. I'm going to do the red background for the Chiefs. I've got red LED lights. Yep. And then for the Packers one, for my uncle, uh, he knows I'm making him one at some point. But I want to practice. I either wanted to do the yellow background. Or white. I think the white, and then instead of, if I did the white background, I could do the green border. The frame could be in green yeah. or yellow, one of the two. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm going back and forth with that one. But that's what yeah, I'm working that, I on. I kind of ran here. into the same thing when I did the uh, Panther logo. I didn't know 
really what to do the background as because I thought about like, well, I could do black, but then you have black on black, but they have the their black helmet that they wear now. And then I, th- I ultimately settled on uh, silver. It looks awesome. But so I was super happy with that one. Brandon had an idea for those of you listening that we're going to switch up the show and see how it goes here in season three. So hold on, cough. Usually we do the week or weeks of uh, work and we talk about some of the craziness that goes on at work. And then we do the officer down Memorial, which makes us want to stop recording. And then we go back and then we jump in the woodworking and it's kind of hard to after you just named off 10 police officers who were killed in the line of duty. So Brandon had a good idea where we're going to switch things up. We're going to talk about what's going on in our shops. Then we'll do the work stuff and end with the law officer. Down and then the we'll leave you alone. And then you can drive off a cliff. After and then you can feel like we feel. After the show. <laughs> no, please don't drive off a cliff. No, don't, don't, don't. Don't do that. <laughs> so that's what we're going to do. So I'm going to ask Brandon. We haven't talked in... We've texted a few times, but um, yeah. we haven't recorded in four weeks. So uh, what's going on in your shop the last four weeks? Well, I'm completely caught up. Nice. <laughs> um, no, all the – so I had right before Christmas, I think I had like three days where I thought I was completely done, went sat down. Annie came in and she goes, hey, um, so you're done with all the other orders, right? Goes, yeah. She goes, did you ever do that sign for my mom that we were going to do as a gift? And I sat there and I put my head down and I went, fuck. How many days till Christmas? <laughs> three. I had three days it to do it. It was three. So ran back out there. I freaking pouring rain. So I couldn't go get MDF. So I had to go off of what I had. So I found two pieces of MDF that I was able to join together and use as the backer and thankfully got it done. in just in time, like, Grabbed it off of the the little painter's triangles after I put on the poly and just hoping that it's not tacky. Like, oof. Did you wrap it? So, yeah, so it was just and, in time to be wrapped. Okay, and nothing stuck to it. No, nothing okay. stuck. Good. I thought about wrap, putting wax paper around it before we wrapped it. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, That's oh, not God. a bad idea. Because I am notorious for being impatient and not waiting for paint to... <laughs> cure all the way and not waiting for poly to cure and just like, I want to go. I want, I want to move on to the next part. So yeah, sometimes that, I do put some wax paper around it so that I don't some screw wax it up. Paper Cause that's a, not a bad idea. Yeah. So that's all done. Um, really enjoy making signs. Me too. Uh, like signs and flags. I like, and I, I do listen to other, um, woodworking podcasts the two big ones the shop sounds and uh awp who we've had their one of their hosts on with us um and those guys are all about furniture for the most part and they love making furniture and i don't i've made furniture and i get very anxious about it <laughs> um like one-offs are kind of fine but i i enjoy the signs more than i thought i would um i really like doing sports logos and it'd be really cool yes, to be right to be licensed, but um, I'm not rich, nor do I make a shit ton of money from doing this. And apparently, unless you are either rich or make a shit ton of money from doing this, uh, NFL, MLB, NBA, none of those places will will license you, which no, is so stupid. So now we just make, make it and hope they don't see it. 
Yeah. Which is too bad. Like I, I am kind of thinking of, cause I live near, you know, the San Francisco giants. I do know that at least with major league baseball, each individual team can license things out. So I'm, I, I'm contemplating what reaching out to them and asking would look like as far as, Hey, I'll give you a portion of all giant sales or something like that because I can't help. That I would, can't hurt. Yeah. I can't. The worst they can say is no. And then you just keep making them anyways. Yeah. And then I just so. make them anyways. I go, all right, fine. Well, I tried to give you money. Now I'm right. just going to do it. Yeah. Um, at least I haven't I'm gotten think, the cease and desist letter. So. Yeah. I've been, well, I'm, I'm very apprehensive. Like it took a lot for me to list the home plate signs on Etsy. Cause I didn't want to get the cease and desist letter. Like you got with Batman. <laughs> Um, so I'm actually kicking around the idea because as much as I enjoy scroll sawing, I would like to be a little bit more efficient for the laser so I'm, I, or CNC. Well, I, I was kicking around laser and CNC to get the kind of laser that I want that will go through like three quarter inch MDF. I got to drop like 10, 15 grand. Does the thunder go through three quarter inch? The hundred watt will. Um, you could probably like my little or tour. I tried to see what I could do with quarter inch. Yeah. Can't get it through. Okay. Cause it's so compressed. Now I could right. probably get through quarter inch plywood, um, or quarter inch solid wood. Okay. But I like the way that paint lays on MDF. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> so have you been I'm, sealing the, the, uh, edge grain with glue? I use sanding sealer. Uh, oil-based or water-based? Oil. Oh, oil-based, okay. Even even water-based ones, it, it works. Because I did, I did a couple of different tests on different stuff just to make sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, like water-based stuff works on MDF. But it, I'm afraid to put a water-based thing on MDF because I don't want to expand. It won't. Oh, okay. So... I'm kicking around the idea of I think the next big purchase will be the uh, either either the Shapoko or uh, the Onefinity. I'm leaning towards Shapoko because it's the most inclusive thing. Whereas with Onefinity, you have to buy the router separately. You have to do all this other stuff. Shapoko, it's like no, we'll send you the router. Right, you gotta uh, just pick we'll it. S- pick the type yeah, of router. Yeah, you, you, we'll give you three years of the software, and you're good to go. Well, and then, I, I don't like having to go and like, okay, well, I have to add this. I have to add that. There's all these right. hidden costs. I'd rather just go, you know what? Here's the whole thing. Here's the price. The free version so. of the software is the only stuff that I have. I don't buy for I don't buy the Carbide Create Pro. I think there's a yeah. thing. Um, the regular now I haven't used Carbide Create or the Carbide Create software in a couple of years because I bought the you know few uh, yeah you got like Vetric, Vetric VCarve right? VCarve Pro, but I tried to do a. Don uh, can, I, when I left his house in Pennsylvania, I brought home these coasters he made. And I wanted to uh, put the round bowl in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where you just engrave the circle in it. And uh, I tried to do it in Vetric, even though I was using the correct, um, uh, I picked the right type of cut to do where you do the bowl. It wouldn't, it was doing like, it was, Bowling out in the, at least in the diagram or the rendering, it would bowl out like a donut and leave the middle up. And, <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? I need this whole thing empty. So, no, I need it opposite. Right. So then I, 
I went, Andy Bird, who's a friend, you know, and, and he does a lot of CNC stuff. I, he, he has a video on how to do it with Carbide Create. So I okay. went into Carbide on their website, and I was like four versions of software behind. So it, yeah. I upgraded the, the drive, the Carbide Motion, which controls the machine, and I upgraded the free version of their Carbide Create software, and I was able to run it and do that with Carbide. So I, I still keep that software and use it apparently once a year or whatever for something because <laughs> I couldn't get the Vetric one to do it right. So yeah. I just said, fuck it. I went over to the other one. So that software that they give you, they might give you the pro for three years, but then you can use the regular card by create for free. Yeah. So I'm, uh, that's kind of where I'm leaning. So that's also the nice thing about now having um, a checking account because USA doesn't do business accounts. And I also don't want to have to pay a fee for business accounts. Um, so Full House has its own checking account, has its own debit card. So I can start saving and put stuff away. And yeah. when, uh, when I reach around 25, 2600 bucks, then I can pull the lever on that. So still a ways away from, from being able to, uh, to afford that bad boy, but making you'll, progress. Yeah, you'll get there. So I, I then, take it you're not going to WorkbenchCon. I there's too much stuff going on around here. We have a Mike's making our, a sad face. Yeah, Mike's doing pouty face. So I as I, you know what I blame the listeners. Nobody bought enough merch. <laughs> I it was costing me money to list yeah. it on Etsy, so I took it down. Yeah. So it is what it is. Um, I think next WorkbenchCon. I'm going to work just a couple of overtime jobs. There you go. And use that as as uh That's a great idea. Mon- I, money to go out there. I should do that as well. But but we're planning on uh our team is usually every year at the end of the shift you you do some sort of like team trip like last year um we went to Reno and had fun and this year we're talking about going to uh Scottsdale. Oh, that's cool. During spring Cause, training? Cuz it'll align with spring training be around March time. So there'll be March madness going on and six to seven dudes, late twenties, early to mid thirties. Sounds like fun. My liver's not ready. <laughs> just my liver, no. my liver's afraid. Just say no. No, I'm going. <laughs> no, just say no to drinking a lot. Mike, we've covered of drinking. This. We covered. If this. you don't know what we're talking about, listen to the pre-show. <laughs> um, but also, um, the kids were bugging the shit out of Annie one day, so I was like, you know what? Screw it. We're gonna do some computer science, um, shop time stuff. So they all sat down, and I showed them how to like design something in Lightburn. Awesome. We did. We decided to go with superhero logos. So I showed them how to do like the Batman logo, and they go, "Wow, that's cool." So then I had each one of them, my oldest two, pick pick one. My son did Superman, and then my daughter did Wonder Woman. I don't know if they intentionally kept it DC or yeah, just or what. Yeah. So we uh we cut them out, and I showed them how to how to set up the machine, click the laser to cut everything out, and then how to prime it and paint it. And now then last night we assembled them. Awesome, because I saw the pictures. You know, you sent me, you sent me a picture of all the logos laid out. Yeah. I didn't see Actually, any finished product yet, though. Here. It'll be heading to you here okay. in a second. Because I took pictures. I just I sometimes I forget to post them. Like, I haven't even put them on Instagram yet. Okay. So. 
There's a picture coming with all three fully all assembled. Right, giddy up. But that was fun. Um, used up the last of my three millimeter wood, so I had to order more. So you can you you can't buy that at a big a big box store. I probably could, but I don't want to drive like the half hour. Okay. One way to uh. It's not on Lowe's the way home, home from work. Well, uh, also, um, I come home from work around. I get home around two a.m. Oh right, okay. They're usually closed. Yeah, I guess I could stop off on the way in. Right. Yeah. Just leave a half an hour early. And then I gotta leave early. Yeah. I'm gonna. And send then I start a... thinking. Sorry. Go ahead. And then I start thinking about getting into the shop, and then I don't want to go to work. And then right. I consider calling out sick. <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm gonna send you a picture of my latest flag. I don't. I, you probably saw it, or maybe you saw it on Instagrams. I don't know. It's a half White Sox, half Chicago flag. I did see that. That was pretty awesome. Thanks. A buddy of mine, my buddy Vince, was down in a bar in Southern Illinois, and they had a version of this flag. And he, you know, he took the picture, and it was on the wall. He sent it to me and said, "Can you make a flag like this?" And I'm like, "Do you want it to look nicer?" <laughs> And he goes, yes, that's why I'm asking you. And I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, I can make that. So he gave it to his dad as a gift. And I just got a picture yesterday. His dad finally hung it. They went to hang it as soon as he gave it to him. And I don't know how you put your hanger on the back, but I do a wire with two small D-rings and then a wire, you know. But when you – I loop the wire and – strangle it through one side and then I just attach the the other end through the D ring. And then I slide one of those little silver things over it, you know, and crimp it. Apparently this is the first time out of 112 flags, the crimp broke and I'm hoping it the flag didn't fall on the ground. Yeah. That would suck. He sent me a picture. He was like with the crimp undone. I'm like, Oh man. So I brought him another one of those small slider pieces. And then he, he went over there Saturday and recrimped it himself and then sent me a picture of it hanging up on the wall. So usually what I do is I'll, I do, so I have like the, um, the backer strips. So off of the two outside ones, yeah, I'll cut another small, like one by two block. Okay. Glue that on there and put the sawtooth hanger on that. Oh, you put a sawtooth on it. Okay. Yeah. All right. I've done a few with I'm, French cleats and a few with D rings and then mostly. Yeah. I've thought about doing French cleats too. Mostly I just but. use the wire. Yeah, I, I like the sawtooth part because those are inexpensive to go get and easy enough to put on. Because like, I just attach it to the block and then I can kind of okay. finagle it however it needs to go. But I do like the for some of the signs I've started doing the uh, Hangman French yeah. cleats. Hangman makes an awesome product. I've used their for the heavy flags I've done. I use the Hangman. But what I'll yeah. try and do is mill down a piece of what started out as three quarter inch. I'll mill it down thinner with a planer. So then yeah. when you put the hangman on it, it sits just even or with the back strap so it, it doesn't yeah. bulge out or whatever. At least I try to do that. But then I put rubber feet on my flags too. I don't do that. So I buy I'm, sheets I, Well, I also don't, don't do much of the, the hangman cleats on my flags. I, for the concealment case I did, I put – because I, I put the flag, the flag was the lid, and then I built the box on a yeah. piece of plywood, and that, that mother trucker was heavy. So that one actually necessitated one. Oh, a French cleat? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. That I, was a good one. I st- I'm still mad at EPS. For wrecking for that. it. Yeah. Oh, my God. I have to make that was, I would. That was super cool. I'm still, I've got um, some screenshots of where to get, like, the magnet reader and the arms. If I wanted to go open up, that's got those, um, like, gas struts. Yep. I don't know how else to explain I had them. to get get the the heavier the heaviest duty ones because I got like oh it's just a couple of one by twos it won't be that heavy I got the weak ones and it like it would unlock but it wouldn't stay up okay it would just like hang so you would have to like open it up and hold it up right. which kind of defeats the purpose of the freaking strut right I <laughs> then know. I returned those and got the heavy duty ones okay. and then that's why I kind of want yeah the other thing you could do is on. the yeah you could do the drawer slides yeah just, slides off to the left or slides down whatever or to the right yeah, whatever you decide. Crisscross. Crisscross. Ouch. Son of a bitch. That thud uh, was Mike punching his microphone. The stand. All right. So what else did you get going on there the last month in the That's, shop? Well, I'm, I did the Panthers logo. I did a handful of – I forget all what I did. I did a bunch of coasters, Um, a lot of laser work. A shit ton of ornaments. So those are all good. All easy things that are primarily the main thing I do with them is paint and assemble. Otherwise, it's the laser that does does a lot of stuff. Right. Well, a year later, I still haven't turned my laser on. So, (laughs) damn it. Okay, I've been I've been meaning to get my old laser set up next to yeah. the new laser so that I could simultaneously run them. But can you, I don't know. I don't know that's going to happen. I might actually just list it for sale. Well, I'm wondering cause you, you need light burn to run the yes. laser, right? Is right. it once you send the G code, whatever they call it for lasers, then you can start the other one with the same light burn software or how does that work? That I don't, that I don't know, but what I do know is with the Laser Master 3, Ortor developed an app. So I can actually go into the app on my phone or iPad, get it set up to go, send a job that way, and then use Lightburn in the computer to do the other one. Okay. All right. But like I said, I also don't have a ton of work that would necessitate two lasers. Sure. I just kind of wanted two lasers. Yeah. I might have to make my assembly table smaller. I'm tripping over my dust collector because it sits right in the middle of the fucking shop <laughs> now that the Laguna huge-ass jointers on the wall where the dust collector used to be. Well, like, I I love having my big assembly table because it's like six feet by four feet. That's mine. Six like by it, four. Like it's a, yeah, like it's a big table. So I'm thinking about taking two feet off of that and making it basically four by four, which would give me, you know, two extra feet of stuff. But also I store, I, I use the underside of the table to store a lot of stuff. Right. So I'm sacrificing some storage there, but I have shelves on the wall that I could use Yeah. that were built in that I don't really feel like demolishing and then rebuilding. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see what happens when we start pulling stuff out. Because I gotta also share with the kids and have them right. have the ability to get their stuff out. But I'd like to have all their stuff in one dedicated spot, like a shed. Yeah, that yeah. would be nice. 
I, I want a shed too. I don't think I can have one though. I think the HOA would bitch about it. Really? Yeah. They probably just have a location for it. Yeah, I just think it can't be it can't be visible. And the only other place where we would put it, we had um well, we didn't have it that people who owned the house before us, they built kind of like a little lean to extension off the back of the garage yeah. for storage. Well, that's kind of where my wood storage is. Okay. But you could put <laughs> so a I'm, shed. I in might there. need to well, no, I couldn't put a shed. It's like it's almost like a shed. Um I guess I could put their stuff in there, but then I don't know. Well, if it's, yeah, I don't know. If I it's their to, shit or your tools, their shit's going to get put, get put back. There. No, I'll downsize before oh. I like start fucking with their stuff. Okay. Just because that's, that's just the kind of person I am. That's awfully nice of you. I had suggested that we get a uh, public storage unit, which is, you know, it's a rent-a-center, not a rent-a-center. Yeah, a, we used to have a public storage okay. unit. So I run homeless people out of public storage well, units yeah, all the have, time. We have two public storage facilities in the town I police in, and I've and I've told you that their logo should be where burglars left the shop. Yeah. Um. So I'm kind of skeptic about it, but we have one out where I live, and we when we were doing our move to this home, everyone would take trips during the week and bring stuff from the other house to this public storage unit. And there's never been any problem over there. So I, we've got stuff everywhere. And I finally told her, I'm like, you need, you need to just get a storage unit. Like she wants to get one for like two months and we take everything out to the house, bring it all the boxes yeah, to the storage unit. She goes through everything, decides what she's going to give away or sell. And then the rest of it comes back to the house and goes back up in the attic. I don't know. I don't know. That's kind of what this room has turned into. This this was the Christmas room. Yeah, I just prefer <laughs> a, a storage unit where all the shit's at. And then I told her, I'm like, well, I'm not going to put anything expensive or any of my tools in there. I'm like, I don't care if my memories get stolen. I don't want them stealing my tools. And she's like, I don't care if your tools get stolen. I don't want them stealing my memories. <laughs> like, well, then we're at a standstill. I've seen a lot of people, they just put like their holiday decorations there. Yeah, that'd be great. And like, it's amazing how much room that frees up. We have a lot of those. Yeah. Same here. Well, my, my oldest daughter, so my two oldest kids, their rooms are an extension or an addition on the house. Okay. They actually have the two biggest rooms in the house. Um, and just the way that the rooms were constructed, my daughter, she has her closet, but then there's like a little alcove in her closet. For okay, storage. storage. So that's where all the holiday decorations go. She, nice. she always gets mad. She goes, why do you guys always put the the, the holiday stuff in my room? Like, I would bring her over. And I'm like, you see that? That's storage. Yeah. This is this is technically attic space. Right. If you want, I could put a little door up there. Or you can pay the mortgage and you could tell us where to put it. Well, she's eight. She doesn't well, understand. Well, then she gets, she gets to a, put it wherever you want. <laughs> That's how I told her. I go, it's my house. I'll put it where I want. Yeah. If I want to put it in your room, just in your room and shove you in there, I'll shove you in there. I'm going to downsize you into the closet. <laughs> Do you want to move into the room that your brother had? No one wants that room. No, no one wants this room. No. Did I tell you what we're going to do eventually with this particular room? That's your workout room and your office, right? Yeah, that's kind of where, as it is now, but what we're going to do with it. And this is like decades in the future. There's a wall to my left. Yeah. That shares 
It's a shared wall between this room and the master. That wall's coming down at some point. You're going to make that an ensuite? Yeah, we're going to make this thing huge. Nice. And then we'll take our five-bedroom home and make it a four-bedroom home. That's all right. I turned a four-bedroom into a three-bedroom and still sold it uh, quite fast. So Yeah, so we'll... uh. That's that's the plan. Good. You'll love the it. second floor is laid out weird here, though, because there's like I would love to just completely remodel the whole top floor, but I'm not rich. Yeah. So. Limited improvements. Uh, do what you can. So what do you got going on? Well. I think right before Christmas, I had all of a sudden a rush of Christmas jobs. I didn't have any. Going into December, you know, and then I had the, all these flag orders and I think bottle openers from Etsy came in. You know, one woman's like, her husband's a Marine. Somehow he saw one of my Marine bottle Bruh. openers. Yeah. And he's like, he, the only thing he wanted for Christmas was my bottle opener with his insignia on it, which is, you know, no pr- it's pretty No cool. pressure. Yeah. <laughs> so I sold like, I don't know, four bottle openers and I had to do three flags. Uh, and while I was doing all that, I had gift ideas that I didn't get to do. So that's why I'm doing them now. And I was showing you earlier in the pre-show about uh, some of the stuff I'm working on with the NFL signs and team logo stuff. So I'm doing that now. Uh, I finished doing all the shelving for the family room remodel, made the shelves, painted them yesterday. I, uh, and not making the shelf is not just cutting a piece of wood into length and width. I put the face on it, you know, a face frame on the shelving yeah. and stuff. So yesterday I polyurethaned them. I was reading, is it beneficial to put polyurethane over paint? Now, these are going to have books on them and sliding on and off of them, and I don't want to have to repaint the bookshelves in a year or two. Yeah. So I just finally decided just to polyacrylic over the paint just to give it a little bit of more strength so when the books are up there they don't scratch the paint off so i then ordered we have two built-ins one on each side of the fireplace so now the shelving's done i wanted to add some type of lighting in there Mm -hmm. so i ordered two 16 foot length led light strips that work on wi-fi and all this other bullshit that can change colors so for like christmas time we can do one side of the bookshelf red and one green you know, all that kind of bullshit. So yeah. t- today I wanted to install the light strips and then I can put the shelving up, but I don't know if I'm going to get to it because, you know, I have to do all this today because I have a new schedule and I won't be able to do any work around the house until Saturday. So I want to get to some of it today if I can after I edit the podcast. But, uh, you know, just like you were saying, I'm running out of room. I'm tripping over my dust collector and it's about time to start opening up the shop walls and start framing out the next half. Yeah. And I, I actually have a list of tools that I'm thinking about getting rid of. That's a good good thing. Because, like, I have three tools that kind of all do the same job. So I have the scroll saw, I have the jigsaw, and I have a bandsaw. You should keep them all, though. I don't, I don't resaw anything with the bandsaw. Like, of all three, I use the bandsaw the least. Yeah. Yeah. The same thing with my drill press. Like, it, it's nice to have when I need it, but I don't need it very often. So I'm, I'm kind of thinking about that one, too. 
Okay. I used that new big ass drill press I bought quite a bit for my bottle openers. But you know what I learned? Yeah, it, but I don't do a lot of bottle openers. Right. Like, I don't get it. I learned, uh, I finally found a video on how to do keyholes on, with the CNC. Oh, okay. Now, Vetric has a keyhole feature. Feature. I haven't been brave enough to do one. Hold on, I'm going to go get the last bottle open. I screwed up. Hold on. Oh, now it's show and tell time with Mike. This is the point in the show when Mike leaves the frame. And I didn't have to take back. off my headphones, though. So I, I saw that you. I could see your reflection in the TV. <laughs> All right, so I was, was doing. nicer than I usually am. I was doing a bottle opener, <laughs> one of the ones that orders came in. And now when I do the keyholes, I do it on my router. Yeah. I tried making a handheld router keyhole jig like Steve Clyde uses, and I just couldn't get it to work properly because I'm a boob. So, I like boobs. Me too. So I filled these holes because now I have to re-drill Do these. Do But <laughs> um, the keyholes were facing in opposite directions. <laughs> so they're supposed to both be facing in the same direction. Yeah. This one wouldn't be able to go up or down if I put it on the wall. So I'm after, after I filled these with plastic wood, I realized, you're a fucking idiot. I could have just left this one and, <laughs> and, just, and just filled this, and I could have had yeah. one keyhole. But I usually like to do two so it doesn't, like, rock around. Yeah, so but when I, you go to pop yeah. it, it doesn't come off the wall. Right, but what the hell? This one was fine. Mm. Actually, it would have been... This is the one that would have been fine. This one, not this one. This. Were you giving me the finger? I know I didn't mean to. Sorry. So, anyways, now that I, I'm going to fill this again, I have to sand it and put more of this plastic wood in here. Then I'm just going to put this on the CNC, and I'm going to practice the keyhole. I bought an Amana Tool CNC keyhole bit. Not. Okay. I'm not going to try and use the keyhole bit I use in my regular router. Uh, so I bought that, and I found this video, which you can't. Some guy, who made the video, didn't make it so you can save it, and you can't comment. It's like made for kids, whatever. <laughs> so you can't even save it to like a favorites. Huh. So I, I had to bookmark the site so I can go back and refer to it again because he uses Vectric VCarve. So uh, I'm looking forward to learning how to do that. And then I learned, I've, been, I've had that CNC for three years, right-ish. I yeah. finally learned that in Vectric you can do a two-sided Piece. So when I when I do my bottle openers, I only have the face of what's going to be engraved. But apparently there's an option where you can then do the reverse side of whatever piece you're working on. And I learned that from watching his thing because that you'd be able to then flip it and do the keyholes. You'd have two sides, huh. two engravings on each side, one engraving on each side. So I learned how to do a two-sided piece. So I want to practice on that. Uh Basically, that's it, man. I went out and bought a bunch of MDF yesterday. I got some half-inch and some quarter-inch, and then I cut those pieces out for that Kansas City template for the sign, and I, I downloaded a bunch of files from um, – I went to Etsy first, and I found there's a company on there that was advertising on Etsy, but if you go to their website, you get half off. Hmm. So I, I downloaded um, a bunch of NFL teams, but – I wanted a multi-layered SVG file, right? So you can move shit around. Yeah. So when I designed the cutouts for Kansas City, you got the 
two arrowheads because one's the one color on the bottom, then one above it. And then yeah. the KC together, and then the KC is in pieces on top of that. And then the shadow. Yeah. You have the shadow, and then you have the regular. Right. So the shadow pieces are smaller that fit over the regular. And I just move them aside. I moved them around and laid it out on a 24 by 24 piece of MDF. And then when I cut it, if they weren't fucking the same size, I don't know how that happened. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should cut one from the inside and then one from the outside. I don't know. See, but, uh, it, it's interesting, like, the way that you guys design, like you see, you see and see workers, the way you guys design stuff versus light burn, right? So like I can pull, like take a, the Batman logo, right? I bring it into, I find an image on Google, copy the image, paste it into Lightburn, and then I trace it. Right. Bitmap. Bit, yeah. Bit bitmap map trace. trace it. Yeah. And then I can get rid of the original image and then right. I can ungroup it. Right, I can where do that I can too. take each thing, and it, that that takes all the layers. So I don't have to go buy um, like the different layers and stuff for, it's for just things. Easier. I just find the image. Yes, okay. it is easier. There are sometimes like when I started doing the police badges, the ones that I couldn't find, um, like really clear images on. I started looking for SVG files, and if I couldn't find the SVG file, then I went and I think I paid some dude like ten bucks, okay, to do my agency's badge. And then I can completely edit it. I found the right font for numbers and stuff. So now Ed, that's, I mean, that right. That product has paid for the SVG. But what I've learned now is with Inkscape, I can pull images and I can do like a manual trace of it. So I could do it myself now. So it's just a, yeah. getting to the point now of do I need to or do I want to do that kind of stuff or do I want to just outsource right, it? Right, because it's so time-consuming. The two flags, two of the flags I did for the... Uh, the Christmas rush were company flags and she sent me the closest she had to a, she didn't have a digital file of the company logo. So she sent me a screenshot that they have on Facebook and the lines aren't straight, you know? So I imported it, did a bit map, bit map trace, but then I had to clean up all the lines, which it took me like two hours, if not three hours to then clean up the image to where it's all straight lines and cuttable. So I have that, you, a, a, ability to do that too with Google images, but like I just downloaded a shack image. I'm watching his yeah. um HBO Max documentary, which is pretty cool. And I I just want to make a, a shack sign that's LED lit up with his logo black on a white background with a black frame with the logo. Yeah. With the LEDs behind it. So I downloaded the logo and I'll probably have to clean it up because I tried to find a high resolution image, but it's kind of hard to so I actually think the next thing I'm gonna start doing is um there's a couple guys that that do it and one of them's uh bm art he does like jerseys oh like uh a wooden jersey yes okay that's pretty it, cool it, it's kind of funny because he um he'll like sketch out a player or something because he'll do like silhouetted okay uh, pictures of of athletes too and for a while there every single athlete that he did like immediately went down with an injury <laughs> So, and he's a, he's a Washington commanders fan. So I told him, I go, Hey, I go, one, love your work Two, Please don't ever draw for right. it. Please don't just like not till right. after the season, yeah. please dear God. That's funny. <laughs> That's all I got, you know, for the woodworking portion. Yeah. Now, well, it's, I mean, it's kind of now the dead time of the year for everybody is like, you made it through the Christmas rush and now it's, everyone's kind of taking stock of where they are and where they want their 
their business or their hobby to go yeah, in and I want to do personal projects now while I have time before like before I get orders again, you know what I mean? And I also yeah. want to start adding on to the shop and opening up this mess and framing out walls and shit. So and finishing the family room. And then once the family room's done, I got to build a door for the bathroom, the new bathroom I did. Yeah. So I got stuff I if I didn't do woodworking for the next 4 months, I wouldn't be surprised if it you know, except for one or two orders coming in here or there. Oh, and I, yeah. I have a question for you because you, you've made more cutting boards than me mm-hmm. and anybody else. I'm going to be listening. making a lot too because that's one of the things I want to do is I need to build up a stock because I really want to do a craft fair. All right. So I have a friend who's a realtor. Okay. She actually, we used her when we bought this house and uh, I reached out to her the other day and uh, asked her if she'd be interested in, in teaming up as a gift, you know, giving cutting boards for gifts. Yeah. For her new, her new home buyers. And she loved the idea, but she said, get me a price. Fucking no. I don't even know how big of a board, what's the standard 12 by 16. I don't even know what the standard cutting board size is, nor a price to start with for like for her, not what I would normally charge Joe blow. Yeah. Well, you got to also think about it in terms of, I don't know if she's a good realtor or not. <laughs> so I don't know what kind of what, what kind of volume she's moving. But um, do you watch uh, this couple on YouTube, uh, Jenny and Davis? I don't think so. Okay, so they have a small woodworking business where they're trying to get it to be a furniture business. They started out by doing cutting boards with realtors. Their cutting boards are like 120 bucks. But they also do a customized laser engraving on it. And they offer a bunch of features to it for the realtor, like put the realtor's info on the back right. side of well, it. Well, that I could do with my laser if someone. Yeah, if you would just me. set the damn thing up. If, if, if you set it, video. if you set it up, I will walk you through it. I will jump on a Zoom call with you. And we okay. will fucking we will get through it. It's leaning against the wall. Okay. Well, you get it all set up. You okay. get light burn fired up. I and got everything. the light burn well, on both computers. Okay. Okay. And then we'll set up a time. All right, cool. Even if we started our podcast earlier, that could be our, even our pre-shows. We'll just get on. There you <laughs> go. Okay. Lasers with Brandon. Um, All right. Sounds good. But if it, I mean, it depends. Like, obviously, you're not going to do an in-grain cutting board for her because that right. is too, it's too time intensive and it's not, it's not going to be worth it for you. Right. And it's not going to be worth it for her. So I think if you just went just a good old-fashioned edge grain cutting board and do it i mean it doesn't have to be super big right no i could probably buy the kits from forest to home if i just wanted to keep it at i'd like to do an inch though but there's a three-quarter inch so buy um sets of their one by twos and then and then okay all their stuff comes s4s right so then all you literally all you're doing is gluing shit together. Yeah. And then scraping and planing and then by the time you're done it's probably like I don't know 29 30 seconds. Yeah. Okay. Instead of an inch and then up I mean then you can use your CNC to do a juice groove if you so choose or your laser to do Right. A logo. Any kind of or name. personalization that they want. Yeah. Um but that's that's another thing that I've thought about reaching out to 
local realtors to say like, hey, maybe send them a cutting board and be like, yo, these right. would make great closing gifts. Right. So I think it's good. I think if you, I think I would, if I, if it were me, I would look into how much a bunch of the one by twos from forest to home would run me. And then obviously decide on the, the, the final size that you want and then kind of start figuring out what your cost is. And then if it's someone that, you know, you don't mind if you don't make a killing. Right. Cause you're getting a, I don't need to make a killing cause it's going to put a product in someone's home who then may look at the website or Etsy page. Yeah. So I hear kids, are they home? Yeah. So they, they are done with their, uh, okay. Call with the education specialist. And now it's free for anytime all. they, even time they, anytime they have that, it is so hard to get them to refocus for right. the actual school day. I don't get it. It's like, it's not like they're not doing school stuff. Like she's checking their progress, like talking to them about, Hey, what'd you learn about? What'd you guys read? Right. Oh yeah. Cool. Why don't you try this or that or the other thing? Like they're doing school shit. And then they get off of either the zoom, call, zoom call today because of the weather. But usually they go meet in person. They get home. They're just like, ah, it's Kevin from home Anarchy. alone. All right. Like, um, fuck, dude. like, yeah. And it's, it's always the girls. The girl's just fucking just a million miles an hour. That sounds about right. So if you hear squealing in the background, I promise you nobody is dying yet. And then for the little league coming up, like since Annie's a treasurer, she has to reconcile all the books and get the taxes ready and all that stuff. So she's got to jump on with our previous treasurer, who is now the vice president. <laughs> Yikes. To figure out all that stuff. So as soon as we're done here, that's what I get to do is I'm on dad duty. We were going to go watch Puss in Boots, but all right. Well, do you want to just not do law enforcement this week and just end it? No, let's do law. We can do okay. it real quick because I only have a couple highlights. Okay. Yeah. And okay. Then, uh, so uh, you said earlier that you were running a lot. Well, yeah, I had to get the cardio in, man. Um, I don't know if I shared the story or not where I got into the foot pursuit with a guy near the train tracks. I don't think so. Where he got tased like no. two or three times. Did he, he got fall hit with a 40 onto mil. the tracks? No. Damn. Unfortunately. So, this, I mean, like you could see... You could follow all the different calls that he had generated. And this was not in the area that we usually work. We have that one day. Um, yeah, where you go and float. Every other week, we we float around, right? Well, basically, my whole team got moved to this other area. Because <laughs> they all decided to call in sick. Nice. So, we we finally find this guy over at the, uh, the train station. Re- Yellowstone reference for people. Uh, <laughs> the train station. Not that train station. We That's didn't kill bad. him. Although I thought about, I I was considering, am I going to have to shoot this guy? Oh. So we come walking up to get to the platform, and all of a sudden, like we hear this guy banging on the uh, wrought iron fence. Well, people shouldn't be over there because that's right next to where the train goes. Like, hmm, I think that's the guy. And then as I'm thinking, hmm, that's the guy. I see a rock, like pretty good sized rock. Coming up and over, and the body cam, yes, and the body. I I don't I don't remember the body cam capture or not, but in my head I went, "You son of a bitch!" So me and my partner start running over there as our sergeant, who's behind us, puts out over the radio. Yep, Uh, I don't know what your guys's uh, penal code is for assault with a deadly weapon, but here in California, it's two forty-five. We wouldn't be yelling that shit. We'd just be saying the guy threw a fucking rock at me. (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, okay. we, we try to be a little bit more, uh, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, fucking official or okay. fancy sounding. So the sergeant gets on the radio and goes, yep, 245 on an officer. <laughs> yeah. Do which, basically, which basically, because in California we have to be extra careful because every DA in the state like is just like fucking jerking off trying to of do a cop for a bad right. use of force. Which 245 on an officer is basically the green light to say, okay, you right. can now go fuck this go. man up. Right. <laughs> he has fucked around at level nine. Yeah. Now he needs to find out. So we get up there. We run up this, this stairway, stairwell to the platform find the guy and he just turns around and you know how train tracks are on the ground right there's a lot of rocks and stuff yep. right next to him he just picks up a rock and fucking wings it and you just hear a pew, ricochet off the one of the pillars so my buddy's got his uh 40 millimeter foam baton round uh and the shotgun less lethal it, it's just like a 40 millimeter tube oh it really? looks like it looks it's like a, a grenade pipe? launcher Yes. Pipe. So it, it, it essentially is the same thing as a grenade launcher. Okay. You just change out instead of launching a grenade at the guy, it's a foam <laughs> oh, projectile. Oh, I want to launch grenades. Yeah, but okay. the, like the, it's the exact same thing as the M203 grenade launcher that the military has. Okay. Same size round everything. So he, you just hear the thump. I love that sound. Whack. You just hear fuck. It hit him. <laughs> yeah. Nice. But this dude is so freaking messed out. He just keeps going. So then. He just keeps running. So then we start running, and then I start putting out, you know, I forget what my call sign was, a foot pursuit southbound along the train tracks. He's been 40 Nice. So okay. then he cuts across, and then boom, that one missed. Keep running. And then finally my buddy's like, he's having trouble reloading, so you go, screw it, taser. And you hear one of the one of the um, probes hit like a hand railing. It's just oh, goes, ding. man. And so I grab my taser and he's at a good distance. And we have the new ones that have uh, two cartridges in a one for closer range and the one with a, with a shallower angle okay. for distance. Well, the way you change between them is you either fire the one right, or you said you... to get to the end and you like flick the Flip wrist. It. Yeah. Yeah. So you can see in my camera, I pull it out and he's too far. So you just see me doing this. Oh, nice. <laughs> and it couldn't get it. Finally, it's finally goddamn piece of shit. Yeah. Fuck it, I'm going <laughs> to fuck this. But he's got like these fucking like wooden stakes in his hand. He's fucking hitting shit left and right. Like what? So go, oh, Just hitting oh, like... like every sign that's okay. anything that's there. So we're kind of between him and the rest of the, the normal humans. <laughs> okay. So I, ha- I had to have my thought. About, okay, Taser's not working. Okay, if he makes a beeline for it, I'm going to fucking shoot this guy because he's not stopping. Yeah. And he's like, these stakes are capable of killing people. Of course. And he's outside of his mind. So in my head, I'm already going through the articulation of like, all right, this is going to be a fucking righteous use of force. Finally, he like falls down, I think because his heart was about to explode. (laughs) But he grabs like the cover of a trash can. It's like holding it like a shield. Like Captain America. Yeah, yeah. They're like, dude, what's your name? Like, we're trying to do the whole de-escalation thing, right? And dude, hey man, what's your name? He goes, God. Oh boy. Like, oh <laughs> fuck. <laughs> All right, so there's not going to be any reasoning with you. Uh, Eventually, he like catches his breath, gets up, and starts sprinting again. And we freaking, I Brian Urlacher him. <laughs> you tackle them. Yeah. 
you didn't take my advice of just pushing people down from behind, not tackling them. No, it was the hit was beautiful though. <laughs> Is it on camera? Great open field tackle. My camera may have fallen off. Oh, okay. The magnetic mounts aren't great. Um, no, in all honesty, the old timer that doesn't wear his vest. Yes. Uh, saved his life. Okay. Because he was coming in from our left. This guy started running between us. I was already grabbing my gun. Like, fuck, dude, he's going for right. the main terminal. Yeah. Like, no, we're done. And as I'm starting to come out, I see this old guy just fucking. Beep, 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 beep. Like, fuck, well, I can't shoot him. I'll fucking kill that guy. Right. I'm like, all right, I guess we're doing it the hard way. All right. And then, then a week later, uh, my buddy and I that have. We went to the academy together. We've been on a team together every single year except for last year. Um, we were investigating a domestic violence restraining order call. And we verify, yep, it did it. This chick is legitimately scared of the guy. And we'll drive around and see if we can find him. This is like two hours old, but he's a homeless guy that hangs around in the area. So yeah, we drive around. We're driving around like, okay, Mike. Let me tell you the area. You tell me where you would check. Okay. All right. This is it. It occurred at a laundromat. Okay. Okay. Is there a liquor store right next door? There is. There is also a 7-Eleven a couple blocks away and a park a couple blocks away. Order that you would check things. Um, liquor like where store you, Where first. are you going first? Okay. Liquor store <laughs> liquor first. Store. Okay. He's not there. 7-Eleven. Where are you going next? Yep. Yeah. 7-Eleven. And then? And then... What was the other one? There's a park. There, there's a park. Yeah. Okay. If he's not in, in the park, if he's not in the liquor store or the Seven Eleven, he's in the park. Exactly. So we're driving around, and we're at, neither. I wasn't at least expecting to find him because of how old the call was. So we drive by the liquor store, nothing there. Go to the Seven Eleven, nothing there. And we're going through the park or going around the park. I'm like, all right, cool. Like this guy's not going to be here. He's down in the creek. And all of a sudden, I see my buddy jamming into the park parking lot. I'm like, oh, fuck, he found him. <laughs> so I start driving into the park, and I see him jump out of the car and start running. I'm like, oh, fuck, he's running. Oh, shit, Another... bump your suit. There we go. Bump your suit. Whoop, whoop. And, um, have you seen Zootopia? No. Oh, it's a great, Is it it's a great little movie. No, 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 Zootopia, not Zoolander. Oh, all right, It's okay. an animated movie. Oh, okay. Um, this little bunny cop, she's like super excited for stuff. Yeah, I didn't. And she see gets that. into a football team. She's like, whoop, whoop. Okay. That's how I felt. I was like, yes, fuck this guy. So I flip around and start driving because look, I'm I am built for power. I'm built for the tackle, not for the chase part. Right. Um, my buddy is similar to your build. He's built for the chase part. Okay. So I start jamming my car around to try to cut this guy off, and I just see my buddy pointing down one way because um people are putting out very unnecessary radio traffic which is one of my pet peeves because the whole time my buddy's trying to get on the air going hey i'm in a foot pursuit right. i'm trying to get get on the air going hey my partner's in a foot pursuit no one's <laughs> keeping the air quiet nope so i get there and i just hear i have my window cracked so i could hear him yell anything he just goes he went that way i lost him all right cool so i'm driving around like there's an apartment complex and then the creek where people, a lot of the homeless people go. He probably went into the apartment complex to go to the creek. So I go down to the next intersection. I'm looking southbound because that's where the creek is. I'm like, fuck, man. 
he should be popping out right there. I'm like, fuck. I go, well, hmm. Look back right, or look back northbound. And I see him doing like the Bigfoot walk in the middle of the street. And he looks back over his over his shoulder, sees me, and yeah. I can see him very clearly go, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and he takes off running again. And I'm not going to run across five lanes of traffic at nine o'clock at night. No. To catch some shithead for violating restraining order. I'm going to use my car with the fancy lights and sirens. That's right. So he runs into this church parking lot. And again, I know this church parking lot goes straight back. And then if you bang a bang a right, you're in the creek. He's got a good head start on me. So I jam across in the car, get into the parking lot. I'm like, where the fuck did this guy go? There's no way he made it to the creek. So I'm driving around, driving, and now I'm pissed. Because now we've lost him twice. Now I've lost him. Which, by the way, people are still putting out unnecessary radio of traffic. Course. So I still can't even get out. Like, hey, I refound him. Like, hey, <laughs> hey, dude, get over here. <laughs> so I'm driving. I'm like, motherfucker. And by the time the radio quiets down, well, I don't know where this guy is. I'm not going to put out any traffic. There's no point. Like, there's no point in setting up a parameter. He's down in the creek. Or we wouldn't even know where to really start. So I'm like, all right, fuck it, whatever. This would just be a fun story between me and my buddy. So I start driving out. And this asshole literally falls out of a bush. <laughs> Right in front of me. And now I'm laughing hysterically because he does like the whole scramble, like all fours trying to get back to his feet and start running. Uh, so I reach to go and pop the door and he hangs um, a right to go northbound away from the creek. I'm like, boy, you're on the sidewalk. I go, the car is faster. So I just keep driving <laughs> on the with, sidewalk? Like, the lights and siren. Yeah. No, just on the street. I'm oh, like, okay. okay. So then he makes a hard right towards another apartment complex to try to hop the fence. Well, he's run probably close to a mile now. Sure, he's got to be exhausted. He's tired. So he tries to jump this fence, and he makes it about nipple high, and he just hangs. Uh-huh. Just hangs on the fence. Again, nothing has been put out because, again, more people are putting out right. stupid radio traffic. So I get out of the car, finish laughing, activate my camera, <laughs> pull out my gun, <laughs> There's finally a little bit of a break. Hey, uh, priority traffic, which is the signal to everybody to shut up. I have something to say. That may be important. I go, yeah. I go, all right. I've got one at gunpoint at this intersection, which is like two miles away from the original call. Nice. Suspect's hanging on the fence. He's already run from us. Send me two units, code three. Lights and sirens. Make lots of noise. Scare this guy. I tell him, I go, look, dude, get off the fence or I'm going to shoot you. And he just goes, <laughs> just to do a big old heap on the ground. And he's sobbing, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And so my buddy gets there. He's not, like, he's too drunk to follow commands or anything. So we make the decision of, hey, we're just going to go handcuff him. Yeah, that's a good idea. I go, hey, I'm going to go completely off gun. Um, cause I don't think he's got a weapon and if he moves, I'm just going to taste the shit out of him. I'm good with it to go handcuff and put him in the back of the car. And he's still sobbing like a little bitch. And then eventually pukes all over the oh. back of my buddy's car. Cause he is hammered. Oh man. <laughs> uh, so then my boss gets out and he goes, what the fuck happened? I go, let me tell you what the fuck happened. <laughs> like we were circulating, trying to find him. He found him. 
he ran, we chased. We tried to say stuff, but <laughs> couldn't get on the radio. These other, these other motherfuckers are telling you that, uh, yeah, uh, net, the injuries are non-life-threatening, but this guy's got a pretty good facial trauma. He's going to have to go to the hospital. And the second that asshole stops talking, this other person is like, yeah, put me on a uh, unoccupied suspicious vehicle over at the Target parking lot. We all know it's fucking the, the homeless guy's got a little bit of dope in his pocket. You don't need to put it out. All right, just shut up. Just wait like five seconds. Doesn't your All the dis- while, we're chasing this dude. Doesn't your dispatch dispatcher just hold the air? Well, yeah, if you can get something out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We couldn't even get out the, hey, we're in a foot pursuit. Right. Okay. So those were the two most exciting things uh, call-wise and um, career-wise for me. Because I remember I told you about the asshole that um, barricaded with the uh, using his nine-month-old yeah. as a human shield. Yeah. Um, well, apparently... I did good in talking to people okay. and turning his family members from assholes to friends. Um, well, the night detective that came out there is our uh, union president. Our lieutenant that was out there is a former homicide detective. Uh, my boss was out there who's also a former homicide detective. And apparently they were talking to a captain about it. And apparently I'm being put in... Uh, to be a part of our uh, tactical negotiator unit. Oh, giddy up. So it'll be a collateral duty, so I'll still have to be on patrol. But Good for you. Congratulations. Might get to do some fun stuff and talk to crazy people. Nice. Good. So, yay, more work. <laughs> you got a lot of years to go. Keep building that resume. Yeah. yeah. And then the next thing is going to be, I, gotta, I think the next unit that puts out an opening I'm going to test for, cool. regardless of what it is. Good. Except for financial crimes. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that shit. You'd be like Will Ferrell. Nope. <laughs> I, no. Carry a wooden gun and everything. Yep. I don't want to deal with elder abuse and just financial shit. It's just, that sounds awful. Like, just miserable. Uh, well. Anything super fun and exciting happen for you, Mike? I have, uh, I've been assigned to detectives temporarily, which is great. It's the one thing I've always wanted to do in my career. And, uh, is it just like law and order? I don't get to say the, uh, the pun at the end of the opening scene while standing over a dead body yet. Oh man. I know I'm working on it. Uh, speaking of dead bodies. (laughs) Well, first of all, my first day in the unit was with my buddy Frank and uh, he's the one I'm filling in for. So we had the weekend before I had to work Friday night and Saturday night before going in on Monday to the detective division and flipping my schedule. But on that Friday night we had an armed robbery in a car at a restaurant. So the guy, some Indian guy brought his, his family. He's from quad cities, which is in Iowa he brought his family to this Indian restaurant and let him out of the car, out of the van. And he was waiting in the parking lot for a parking space to open up. So he's sitting in this van on his phone when some fucking piece of shit comes, parks a block away, walks down the alley, goes across the street. He's watching the parking lot because we got surveillance video. And then he just walks up to this guy's car, opens the door because the door's unlocked, sitting in his car, door unlocked. 
puts a gun to his head, gets his wallet and his phone, bashes him in the head with the gun, takes off. That was, I worked that night. So we were looking for the offender. We didn't know which way he went. We couldn't get a good description. And uh, so Monday morning, I get assigned to the case. <laughs> I was going to guess who catches the it's case. It's my case. I haven't even been in the detective's division yet. It's the first thing on my desk. But the first thing on my desk was actually a note from my friend, my friend Terry, who was the uh, chief secretary. And now she's, she splits time between the fire department and the police department. But um, she left me a very nice handwritten note, welcome home to day shift. It was yeah. very nice and uh, made me smile. So we had to do a lot of canvassing on Monday with Frank. Frank and I just knocking on doors, looking for ring cameras, all that kind of stuff, trying to find surveillance video of other businesses that may have led to, we, we didn't even know what kind of car this guy's driving. So we did that, and uh, I still have that case open because it's, it's fucking hard, man. It's, just, it's a lot of fun being in detectives, getting to do the back end of the investigation because normally as a patrolman, you know, we get all the facts. And I don't know about your department, but so far we've only been able to go so far as a patrol officer. We don't, we can't leave town unless it's one town over, you know, we can't drive all over. So it's been fun uh, learning all the software that we can use and how we can track cars and all these other cool stuff. Uh, It's been great going out to lunch. (laughs) Here's the best thing about it. When I eat lunch, I don't have to shove it down my face in five seconds thinking I'm going to get a call where you have to run out and leave your food. You know, my buddy Vince just got 10 years on the other day. He bought pizza for everybody. So I come walking in. I'm like, ooh, hey, congratulations. Happy 10 years. He's like, yeah, we open up the pizza, sit down. He takes a bite, gets a fucking call. He has to leave with the rookie right away. He's got to leave. We all enjoyed his pizza. He was gone for like a half an hour. Had to put his pizza in the oven to keep it warm for him. So that's wait, nice. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Was was this a hot call? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he I was going to say, you guys don't like with these code four calls. You just like no. Eh, he couldn't eat. I'm going to finish. I'm going to finish my pizza. Yeah, they had to go. So, uh, so my buddy Kevin and I. So Frank's out now. So I'm doing my thing with Kevin, and uh, we had to run out to a town called Schaumburg, which is a huge city and look for a suspect. And I'm like, hey, I got a friend. My friend Kendra works in Schaumburg. We went to the academy together, you know, in 1999. So I'm like, I text her up. I'm like, hey, I'm at Portillo's <laughs> in Schaumburg. Uh, swing by. She's like, fuck yeah, man, I'll be right there. So she came over. She was on the street. She told me she's fucking retiring in January 1st. I'm like, or February 1st. I'm like, what? <laughs> she's fucking retiring next month. So we had lunch. It was great to see her. And, uh, Another one of my classmates that's retired soon. And uh, so that's been fun. But one last thing, Kevin and I went to go look for the marshals. U.S. Marshals called us. And they're looking for some guy who's a sex offender. And he was last. A bunch of cowboys, by the way. Last seen at one of our. My kind of people. Our hotel, one of our shitty hotels. So Kevin and I go there and we're standing in the lobby waiting to check in with the girl to see if this guy's got a room registered there. And there's an old woman who's obviously at the wrong motel. <laughs> She's checking in. She's, I wanted to tell her, please don't stay here. But my radio, I have my radio on on my vest. And we hear uh, a call for the rookie and the FTO to go to this motel because this is how it came out on the radio. Housekeeping went to room 242 and found a dead body. And they don't want to do CPR. 
And the lady that's in the in the lobby just looks at Kevin and I. I'm like, you shouldn't stay here. <laughs> so Kevin goes, yeah, 58 myself. We're, we'll go take a look. We're, we're here. So send EMS, whatever. So we walk up to the room, and there's two housekeepers outside. And it's 1 o'clock in the afternoon, I think. And the guy housekeeper says, we came here at 11. We seen him in the window. He was laying on the bed. He was supposed to check out at 11. We told him to leave. He said, okay. He hadn't left. We just came back. He's not in the bed. We knocked. We can see in the room. We can't see him. So we went in. He's in the bathroom. He's dead. He did. Did he die on the shitter? He did on the shitter. Oh. So Kevin goes, he puts his hands in his pocket, so you know, make sure he doesn't touch anything in the room. Oh, okay. But, but he's going to go check. Like you put his hands in the dead guy's pocket. No. Like, the fuck? I found a wallet. <laughs> nothing in it. No cash whatsoever. Uh so he, I'm not going. I, I stepped into the room, but then Kevin goes around and looks into the bathroom. And he goes, oh, yeah. Yep, he's dead. And he goes, he's taking a shit, right? <laughs> the guy was taking a shit, fell forward. Shitter's um, full. Shitter's full. It was full. He goes, man, he looks young to be dead. There's a big bottle of vodka on the ground. So Kevin comes out. We're going to preserve the crime scene until the FTO gets there with the trainee and then the EMS and stuff. So EMS shows up. The lieutenant shows up. The sergeant shows up. And uh, we go, dead guy. I go, sergeant shows up. I go, dead guy. Dead guy in the bathroom. EMS comes. I go, they're like, where is he at? Oh, he's in the bathroom. Kevin and I are still standing outside. Everyone goes in. Like the EMS goes in. The sergeant goes in. We're standing outside. All of a sudden, I hear the EMS yell. Guy wakes up. (laughs) He wasn't dead. He like, just passed out. He was passed out, fell off the toilet. That's awesome. Fucking EMS guy comes outside. He's like, holy fuck. Kevin yells, it's a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> the guy you saved his life. He came back to life. <laughs> Sergeant comes out and goes to me, the fuck? You told me he was dead. I go, he told me he was dead. That fucking housekeeping guy told me I, told me he was dead. I'm just there's just a, this chain of like he told me he I'm, was dead. He, they told passing me passing it he on was to dead. you. Kevin went and looked at him. He looks dead. Kevin he goes, said, "Yeah, he's dead." Kevin goes, "I don't want to touch anything and ruin the crime scene." So this is all going on. EM, EMT comes out and I goes, "I said to him, did he scare the shit out of you?'" He goes, "Fuck yeah, he scared the shit out of me." <laughs> he like touched them together. Came back up and. I look over the railing across the parking lot. The rookie's coming with the FTO. And the FTO looks at me, and I'm doing the whole not dead, like, slash the throat thing. He's not dead. And I do the whole walking thing because he's, like, walking around, and the rookie's, like, looking at me. What's going on? So they came up. Rookie's just happy to fucking be there. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, what's going on? Hoping she'd get her first dead body. And uh, Oh, so the the two females are out of the Yeah, they're on on a day shift FTO now. So, uh Good for them. Yeah. So How are they doing? They're doing pretty good. Uh, they they have one FTO on day shift, on one on each shift. So, like, one person's not riding with an FTO every day. So they're trying to manage that situation. But uh, I had a talk with them, and uh, I should be going back. When they go to nights, I go back to nights as well. So it'll be good to get them with a couple. At least each one will be riding with an FTO. But uh, nice. the, the fire lieutenant comes out. We're standing outside that motel room, and he's like, the fuck, Marazzo? Make a horrible detective. Go back to the street. He couldn't even tell the guy was dead. I'm like, I didn't fucking see him. It wasn't my fault. I'm still learning. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we had one last, when I was in patrol right beforehand, before we left to go to detectives, we had to call some African-American guy riding the uh, elevators up and down at the, at the hotel, one of our hotels. 
So we swing over there. It's me and the two rookies. <laughs> and uh, the rookies who call, whose call it was was the last guy to get there, right? So me and my buddy Francisco, we walk up to the elevator, and the security guard, who used to be a Cook County Sheriff Police, he's holding the door open of the elevator. And the black guy's in there. And he's, the guy's, like, on a whole bunch of shit. And he's just, fuck you. I'm not getting out of the elevator. So Francisco and I are going, hey, man. You got to leave. You got to come out of the elevator. And he's, you know, F you. I'm not coming out of the elevator. And I can't, we can't get him out of the elevator. So we're going to have to go in the elevator and get him out until the third guy shows up on our call. My buddy, Brian, it's his call. He walks in the sliding glass doors and he goes, what's going on? And now I look over at Brian and I look at the guy in the elevator, this black guy, whose eyes go like this, one in each direction. I can't really tell. He's like, who are you? Who are you looking at? I said, guy? I said to Brian, I go, I don't know, man. This guy's in the elevator, and he's talking to us, but I don't know who the fuck he's talking to because his eyes are going in each direction. And the guy heard me, and he goes, "What the fuck?" And he comes rushing out at me, and I go, "Oh, he's out now!" <laughs> and the security guard, the guy, he came out of the elevator and realized that he had come out of the elevator, so he turns around to go back in the elevator after I yelled, "Hey, I got him out!" And the bodyguard or the uh, security guard body checks him across the lobby to, to keep him out of the elevator. So then the guy goes to the lobby, starts taking off his coat. He's going to fight. He's going to fight. So I take out my taser and put nice. it behind my leg so he doesn't see it. And here's the rookie. We watched the video. Brian ends up tackling this guy into a table, which breaks a Christmas tree with glass ornaments. It creates this huge mess in the lobby. And then the two rookies are on top of this guy, and I like – meander over and put my foot on his ankle <laughs> or, you know, it's just a, a pressure point to make him get his arms out. I'm behind helping. Him. I'm helping him while I'm holding my taser. Um, the guy with all the years is just watching the two young guys fight. But if you watch the video over, you can see Brian, he's doing, he's stretching. He's getting his arms yeah. ready. He's getting, <laughs> stretching his neck. He knows he's going hands on in like three seconds. And here's me with the taser out of my side. But, uh, we well, that's, that's always the comment I make after a use of force. It's like once we get him in custody and stuff, I stand up and go, "Gosh, I should have stretched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it, it's been fun, man. I'm enjoying my time in detectives. Um, I like being up during the day. I've started working out again every day. Matter of fact, when we're done nice. here, I'm going to work out. So it like you had told me, and I texted you, you're like, how's it going? I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like working out, and I'm, I'm awake. And you're like, yeah, your body's uh, – <laughs> It's amazing what a normal sleep, sleep schedule, schedule will does. do for you. Yeah. So it's all going to come to an end in a couple of weeks, and I'll go back to nights. Um, but I was told that when these two rookies are done, which should be late March, immediately they're going to put me on days. Nice. In patrol. So I'm looking forward to that, at least for a while. And then maybe I'll stay a year or two. And then eventually they're going to have to – I think they're going to add a fourth detective. So um, I think in our department you have to put in for it. You write a letter of why, yeah. whatever. So I'll write, I'll, I'll put in for it, and we'll see what happens. If I get that position, Brandon, I would stay like five or six more years because it's just going to add more to my pension. And yeah. I, and I, you know, but we'll see. All right. So uh, with all that craziness, uh, so it has been a month since we recorded, and we have a number of police officers who have passed away in the line of line of duty, deaths. So I'm just going to read the names and the departments and the date and cause. I won't go into the rest of it because it's 
there's just too much. If you guys would like to see these officers, you can go to odmp.org, officerdownmemorialpage.org. You can go to honor roll, and there is one already for 2023, so I'll have to go to that page after I name off the 2022 end-of-year officers. So start this. From the Warren County's Sheriff's Office in North Carolina, Deputy Sheriff Jose Angel de Leon, his end of watch was Sunday, December 4th, 2022, from an automobile crash. From the United States Department of Homeland Security, Customs and Border Protection, Border Patrol, Border Patrol Agent Raul Humberto Gonzalez, Jr., his end of watch was Wednesday, December 7th, 2022, from an automobile crash. From the Maury County Sheriff's Office in Tennessee, Reserve Deputy Brad Miller. His end of watch was Monday, December 12th, 2022, from an automobile crash. From the Alaska State Troopers in Alaska, Court Services Officer Curtis Matthew Warland. His end of watch was Tuesday, December 13th, 2022. It says Animal Related. From the Gwinnett County Department of Corrections in Georgia, Senior Corrections Officer Scott Osborne Rainier. End of watch was Tuesday, December 13th, 2022 from Gunfire. From the Bay St. Louis Police Department in Mississippi, two officers. First one being Police Officer Brandon Paul Estorf. End of watch, Wednesday, December 14th, 2022, from gunfire. And his partner, Sergeant Stephen Robin, gunfire. From the Stuttgart Police Department in Arkansas, Sergeant Donald Scobie. End of watch, Thursday, December 15th, 2022. Cause of death was gunfire. From the Wyandotte County Sheriff's Office in Ohio, Deputy Sheriff Daniel J. Kinn. End of watch, Thursday, December 15th, 2022, from an automobile crash. Cumberland County Sheriff's Office in North Carolina, Deputy Sheriff Oscar Giovanni Bolanos Anavisca Jr. End of watch, Friday, December 16th, 2022, from a vehicular assault. From the Broadnax Police Department in Virginia, Chief of Police Joe Carey, end of watch Friday, December 16th, 2022. He was struck by a vehicle. From the Benton County Sheriff's Office in Arkansas, Detective Paul Daniel Newell, end of watch was Saturday, December 17th, 2022, from a motorcycle crash. From the Garrett County Sheriff's Office in Maryland, 
Deputy Sheriff Corey D. McElroy. End of watch Wednesday, December 21st, 2022, from an automobile crash. From the Okaloosa County Sheriff's Office in Florida, Corporal Ray Charles Hamilton. End of watch Saturday, December 24th, 2022, from gunfire. From the Deputy Sheriff's Isaiah, sorry, from the Riverside County Sheriff's Department in California, Deputy Sheriff Isaiah Cordero. End of watch was Thursday, December 29th, 2022, from gunfire. And I'm going to go to the 2023, and then Brandon can do the dogs. And the first police officer killed in the line of fire in 2023 is from the Brackenridge Borough Police Department in Pennsylvania. Chief of Police Justin McIntyre, end of watch, Monday, January 2nd, 2023, from gunfire. Then we only have one canine, and I know we're going through them kind of quick, but uh, I'm going to take a little bit of time with Canine Jack. So Canine Jack is a police canine with the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. Jack was shot and killed while attempting an apprehension of a barricaded suspect on December 22nd, 2022. Canine Jack had served with the L.A. County Sheriff's Department for four years, and previously to that, served as a military working dog assigned to the Naval Special Warfare Development Group. What that means is that Canine Jack is also a United States Navy SEAL. And if you're in special warfare, that means in the development group, that's SEAL Team 6. This canine was a badass. Uh, And that's the only dog we have to close out 2022. So far, no dogs in 2023. And too many officers. Yeah. All right. That is a wrap on the show. Way to bring us down at the end of the show. Right? Damn I, it. I don't know if I liked it being brought down in the middle of the show or at the end of the show. But Well, final final count for 2022. Yes, please. 200. Give. 229 officers, 64 to gunfire, 57 auto-related, 97 medical, all other 11. The overwhelming majority are medical-related issues. Take care of yourself. And drive. Yeah. Yeah, if we take care of medical and auto-related, okay, that's... A hundred, hold on, I gotta do math. 154 officers out of the 229. Take a walk. Stop burning the candle at both ends. Don't say no to, say no to one overtime job a month for those of you that like to work yourselves to death. Yeah. So, a lot of it's preventable. A lot of it is. All right, I'll get off my soapbox now. It's all right. So uh, thanks for listening to episode 55. And we greatly appreciate uh, your sticking with us. We had our holiday break. I know we didn't discuss it prior to the taking the holiday break. 
sometimes illnesses happen and stress and, and work being overworked yeah. happen. And I mean, if you guys started paying money, like maybe we could squeeze in an episode or two, like be willing to like, all right, I'll just be tired. So, uh, 2023 is upon us. I hope everybody has a, a healthy and prosperous year. And hopefully you'll, we'll get to do this 40 more times this year. I'm, I'm shooting for 40 episodes this year. That's a lofty goal. It is a lofty goal. Full episodes, not just episodes and pre-shows, but 40 full episodes, which would mean 40 pre-shows, which would be 80 more downloadable shows for people to listen Things. to. Yeah. So, Brandon, if people want, and we have no questions uh, This that came up this time. Can we get a welfare check on David Franklin? It's been a long time. I'm David, concerned. He actually sent me some personal text in reference to um, some software I was learning, the Lightburn stuff and um, some other. Yeah, he, he and I have chatted back and forth a couple of times. Yeah, some other things. I, like I, know, to, I know he's doing well, but like for the rest of the people that I know they're missing his voice. Yeah, I'd actually like to get him on the show one of these days, so. I'll get in touch with you, David. See if we can't schedule that to get you on the show. We have a couple of people that we've been trying to get on the show. Yeah. Um, and I just need to get in touch with them to schedule them. So I'm going to start working on that. It, you know what sucks about being in detectives? Uh, I can't do you anything. work during the day? I can't do anything in my personal <laughs> time. <laughs> I'm so used to having mic time, especially in a squad car, right? Because I could. Oh, edit, yeah. I can edit the podcast while I'm at work. I can do all kinds of stuff. But now I just... Now you got to actually do work? I'm actually doing work. And then when I get home, I work out and go to bed. So it's like Tuesday through Friday, I'm not doing anything. It's almost, it's almost like you got a job. <laughs> I know. What the fuck? It's weird. It's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I kind of miss the squad car and the freedom, which will be taken away by one or one of those rookies when I get to midnights. But uh, yeah, I'm enjoying my freedom being yeah. rookie free for a while. Yeah. Well, this will be the last two we have for a while, I think. So um, it'll be fun. And I'll be forced to work overtime because I'll be the low man on the day shift. <laughs> so, <laughs> But they'll be back in the squad and be able to do, like, you know, editing stuff. So Yeah. That'll be fun. All right. Uh, that's it for me. You got any – if people want to send questions, Brandon, how would they do that? Well, you can record a voice memo and email that voice memo to handcuffsandsawdustpodcast at gmail.com. You can also type in and send the question to the same email address, or you can send it in a DM to Mike at Marazzo Woodworking. You can send it to me at Full House Woodworking, and I, I guess you could send it to the show's Instagram page. But yes, you can. I, God knows if only anybody will see it. <laughs> I, I'll see. Well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I have to get Who over knows? there and check shit. Yeah. Just send it to either Mike or I. Or you can leave a comment on YouTube like uh, Troy does. You could do that. Yeah. You could even review it on iTunes. Right. Please do that. Like and subscribe. Peace out. <laughs>